BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, guys? And welcome back to What We Said Podcast. I'm JC. And I'm Chelsea. And thank you so much for being here. If it is your first time joining us, welcome to the family, you guys. You're going to love it, we hope. Today, we have a special interview with Haley Pham. But before we get into that, Chelsea, give us an update on uh, your time here in L.A. Yeah, we've been in L.A. Right now, we're at the studio. We're at the podcast studio. We're at the Dear Media studio, recording live. We feel way more professional when we're here because we have to actually get dressed instead of just in our pajamas. Instead of just naked. <laughs> when I – so I got here on Monday night and I had a list of food I wanted – foods and restaurants that I wanted to visit while we were here because I didn't realize – like when you're in like Arizona and Utah, it's, there are a lot of the same restaurants that are here because it's kind of like West Coast. Mm-hmm. But now – there's just none. So I, like, have a list of L.A. food places that I want to go. The first one, Jinya. We went there. The best vegan spicy creamy ramen. ramen. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. No one can convince me that there is ramen better than that. I've tried many places. Jinya is so good. And it, the it's weird part so is that good. it's a chain. Like, you'd think it wouldn't yeah. be. But it's so I good. wish it. I've searched for good ramen in Nashville, and I haven't found anything yet. So if you do know something that's like Jinya, and you're my guardian angel, please let me know because I need it. Um, and then we just got sweet greens, which was good. Sweet green. No oh, it's Oh, it's not? Nope. Sweet green. Huh. Sweet green. They no should have done that better. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> the best salads, though, for real. And yeah, also, the best. I— we just got done eating them, and I got in trouble by the uh, lobby people because I let the Postmates person drop it off, and I wasn't supposed to. So, yeah, that's oh a God. big no-no. You should have known that, JC. I should have known that. So today, Chelsea's going to start off by giving us a health tip. If you didn't know, Chelsea's a certified health coach, so she is very qualified to do this. I'm more qualified than anyone else in this world. Perfect. So let's hear, let's hear a good health tip. I'm excited. Okay. This is kind of random, but... When people ask, like, I just don't know. When I go to the grocery store, I just always end up buying unhealthy things. And this is why. It's because they do that on purpose. So one tip is to stay on the outside, like the outer perimeters of the supermarket. So, for example, they have, like, the grains, the proteins, um, your milks or your, you know, dairy products are over there. And then your produce is over here. 
So you want to stay on the outskirts. Try not to go into the aisles too much because that's where all of the processed stuff is. That's why they put the milk in the very back in case you didn't know this. If you ever notice, you can never just walk in, grab milk, and walk out. You got to go to the back of the store. So you walk through the candy aisle. So you walk through any aisle that you will be tempted to buy stuff. And you walk out and you bought a lot more than milk. So stay on the outside if you are trying to buy healthier things. You're better off that way. How rude of them to do that. It's so rude to try and make so much money off of us. I love that tip, though. And I did not know that tip until recently. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So today, like I mentioned, we have a special interview with Haley Pham. If you do not know who Haley is, she is a YouTuber who has amassed over 2 million followers on her YouTube channel. Sorry, subscribers. And she is one of my favorite people on social media, actually, because she is just very creative, fun, funny, relatable, but she's also very down to earth. And I've always felt that way and gotten that vibe from her just through her videos. I think it's very obvious that she's genuine, but meeting her in person confirmed that, which made me very happy. Um, I feel like I've known her forever just because I followed her for a while. And she has actually been an OG supporter of the podcast, and she has been so supportive and shared our podcast so much, which I think is really cool. And we're very grateful for that. So we figured we had to have her on the podcast. She's been requested. And yeah, so in this episode, she gave some great tips on starting a YouTube channel and running a business on social media. And we also talked to her about how she comes up with her ideas for her videos, um, how she plans them, and what her number one piece of advice is for someone wanting to start a YouTube channel. And we talked about a lot more than just YouTube. Um, We got into some other stuff that you will hear in the episode, but I think you guys will love it. I think she's such a great role model for girls. She has like a, you know, a range of teenage girl audience and maybe a little bit older, but I think she just does such a good job at staying true to herself and Mm -hmm. being a good role model. Agreed. I I really respect that. So it was an honor to have her on. Without further ado, let's welcome Haley to What We Said Podcast. Put your hands together for Haley Pham. Put your hands together for Haley Pham. All right. We're here live with Haley Pham, guys. Welcome to the podcast, Haley. This is a monumental moment. We are so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. You are a highly requested guest. Very highly requested. Wait, are you just saying that? No. No. We're really not. And I think, well, first of all, you've been such a good supporter of the podcast, such a loyal supporter, Mm -hmm. and I think you've brought a lot of people to us, too. Really? So they all know you, and they're like, you have Haley. So this is a very good collab. Yay. So we're just going to hop right into the questions. What were you like as a child, and where did you grow up? Tell us about little Haley. Yeah. Okay, so I grew up in Texas all my life in the same city, same house, and growing up, I was super-duper shy up until, like, third grade is when I bursted out of my bubble, and I was like, the teacher hated me in third grade because I was, like, that hyper, always wanted to talk, thought I was better than the teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, I've been in my shell my whole life, and all of a sudden, I've I've, I've discovered, like, how to talk. Yeah. So I was really annoying in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And then I switched to like a different school in seventh grade and got really shy again. And ever since then, I've been trying to like get back out of my shell. But YouTube really helped because going to like VidCon, meeting people, doing stuff like this, you're kind of forced to like figure out how to be social again. So I feel like I've had phases of being like really shy, really outgoing, and then back to shy and now back to 
outgoing, I think. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. when people come up to you and they're like, oh my gosh, I watch your YouTube or like I follow you on Instagram yeah. or something, or do you feel yourself getting anxious or is it really easy for you? That was such a big issue in the beginning because people, like my friends would watch me interact and they're like, you look so rude, Haley. Like you look like you don't care, but it was because I was so nervous and yeah. didn't know what to say. But now I feel like Ryan helped a lot because he's so outgoing. So I'll just, I'm, I think I'm a lot better at it now and I don't feel nervous. I just get more excited to like meet them. Yeah. yeah. The more it happens, like, the better you feel about it. No, it's so interesting how the person who's getting approached, like, they're probably so nervous to come up to you, but it's like yeah. you're just as nervous to me. Exactly. That's a weird thing that I think a lot of people don't realize I know. about, you know, whatever, social media people, yeah. YouTubers. Um, well, now that we're on the topic of Ryan, actually, we'll just ask you right now. How did you meet Ryan and how long have you guys been dating? Okay. So this sounds so gross. But it's not. Okay, so we both met at VidCon. No, 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 no. We met at VidCon last year, but it wasn't at VidCon because I was meeting one of my other friends and she was like, oh, I'm going to bring this guy named Ryan to lunch. And I was kind of offended at first. I was like, oh my gosh, like don't bring a guy. Like I'm just meeting you for the first time. I'm so nervous in front of boys. And we met and it was like instant friendship. And he thought I lived in LA. I thought he lived in LA. Turns out we lived like two hours away from each other in Texas, like grew up next to each other, an oh, hour what? away, that kind of story, yeah. So ever since then, it was like two months after then that we started dating, and now it's been 10 months. Dang. Yeah. Wow. I was just telling Haley that they're so cute together, and if you yeah. already follow her, then you know that, but like they're just such a cute, funny couple. I know. I love I when love funny it. people get together. Nothing better. I just feel like I'm my funniest around him, so. That's the best, that's mm-hmm. the best you can be. I love that. Okay, so how long have you been doing YouTube then? I've been doing YouTube for eight years now. Yeah. Wait, I did not know that. That is yeah. a long time. You were I, 10? Yeah, I started the summer before third grade. Wait, you're kidding. No, and I was making videos before then. I just wasn't posting them. So I have videos on my dad's phone from when I was like in second grade with my friends. Like, hey guys, today we're going to be making nail polish. <gasps> videos like that. But I wasn't consistent until high school. Okay. Dang. Wait, I that is I had no idea. That like shocks me for some reason. Yeah. I mean, been, it doesn't shock me, but I I feel like I've been through all the stages of YouTube, like the old school beauty guru, perfect life, and then now it's more like relatable teen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember when your channel kind of took off? Like was there a moment where you were like, oh my gosh, like this is legit? Yes. So I was stuck at two hundred thousand subscribers for a year and a half. But I When kept, was this? This was sophomore year I believe yeah so it'd been like a a year and a half and then it wasn't until I posted the testing stripper life hacks to shave my bikini line that video got like 10 million views and I went from 200,000 subscribers to like 700,000 within a few months wow and then I completely switched my channel from like really boring videos that I wasn't passionate about to vlogging and vlogging became like lifestyle videos if that makes sense more for like the teenage crowd and that's when I started loving making videos and that's when people started watching me and yeah you kind of found like what you were most talented at yeah and side note I've said this before maybe on the podcast I don't think people understand like how hard vlogging is because oh yeah I know it seems dumb because you know you're just taking someone through your day but I remember the first vlog I did I deleted it because I was like, that is the worst thing. I cannot put that on the internet. That was so, for for one, not entertaining at all. Two, I looked so awkward. I felt so awkward because I had never, you know, had my camera out in public before. And I was like, this is so cringy and so hard. How do these people make it look so easy? So 
vlogging, even though sometimes yeah. people make fun of it. It's so hard. Well, yeah. and it's hard. I guess let me ask you this is like when you're out in public and you're alone, like how did you get over that like initial like, oh, I don't want people to be like, oh, there's a vlogger. Yeah, I I think I'm getting better about it. But if I'm out in public alone, I'll just whip out my phone and do it from like a really gross down oh, angle yeah. where no one can really see what I'm doing. But I I don't even think I really vlog alone anymore. Yeah. It's still awkward. Like, I don't think it'll ever not be awkward. Yeah. Because it's easier when it's two people, I feel like. Yeah. Because then you can kind of be Bounce together. off each other. Yeah. yeah. But when you're alone in public, I, I just feel like that's so hard. Yeah. But and also just not good footage because you're just nervous the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And trying and to talk to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I cringe when people vlog in public and they post it because there's this girl I watch and she was on the train just like, hey, guys, so blah, blah, blah. And I'm like anxious for her on yeah. that train. There's people looking at her. So I just don't even do that. Yeah, really. that's weird. Yeah. Well, I feel like I there mean, are kudos to her for being able to stick up for that. But yeah, well, I think there are ways that you can obviously I mean, I'm not this is kind of obvious, but you can obviously start your vlog at home and then take like little clips here and there and right. then talk when you're in the car. Like it's yeah, still right. possible to like make a vlog and be out and about even if you were alone. Mm -hmm. Chelsea, I was watching your latest vlog and you were like, like half the clips, it was like, I'm nervous. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I was dying. I'm like, no, that was exactly how I was though. I know. And yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah it's to get weird. the courage. You feel so, you feel so embarrassed. Mostly because I don't want people to be like, oh, that's a vlogger. Oh my gosh. Like, well, it's actually way more normal in L.A., I feel like. Definitely yeah, in LA. If you're walking into, like, a cute cafe in L.A., it's normal. Yeah. But in Texas, people are like, what does she think she's doing? Yeah. That is so crazy. Sorry, I'm going back to the fact that you and Ryan grew up, like, right. I that know. Is so Isn't crazy. that so cute? I don't know why I thought he was from Florida or something. Well, yeah, because <laughs> right after we met at VidCon, he moved to Florida for, like, a few months that didn't really work out, and then that's also when we started dating. So oh, he did move to Florida? Yeah, he I knew, did. I knew that for some reason. Yeah, so we were long distance for a few months, actually, the beginning of our relationship. Oh, wow. But he hated it there, and his entire family is in Texas, so the plan was to move back anyway, and I just kind of sped up that process for him. He wanted nice. to get back a little bit quicker. Yeah. Yeah, long You're distance like, is not back. fun, so oh, oh, it's the worst. it's the absolute worst. Yeah. So what is your favorite and least favorite part of YouTube, especially, like, being your job? There's so many pros to being a YouTuber. Like, I can't choose one. They're, they completely outweigh the negatives. But it's so much freedom in what you get to do. And I always knew from a young age I was going to do something creative because I thought sitting in an office all day was going to be like I wanted to not live if I was going to have to have a job like that. So I did everything in my power to have a creative job that gave me the freedom to have my own schedule. And I just love meeting people like this is possible because of my YouTube channel. Right, and yeah. you have so many friends who do the same exact thing as you. And whenever you hang out, you can do fun things like filming videos together. So I really like that aspect of it. But the one negative is just people assuming things about your life. And sometimes the hate comments are based off of an assumption that isn't true in the first place. So it's like, okay, you kind of have to learn to not have to explain yourself for every hate comment because at the beginning, I wanted to like make an entire video addressing this one comment. And you have to realize like they didn't really put much thought into that comment anyway and you should just move on. But that's definitely a learning process dealing totally. with hate comments. Yeah. yeah. And it's especially so, for young people. I feel like you're so young. So especially at 14 getting people hating on you, you're like, what? Right. And you don't really have the room to grow as a, as a child really because you're on the internet and so many eyes are on you. Like we saw that with the James Charles thing. Like he is a young 
person mm-hmm. making mistakes, but he's not making mistakes like most people in private where they learn from them. It's it's completely public, and that's that's uh, really hard when people are not the most forgiving. Yeah, exactly. And in today's world, I feel like people are just very, very sensitive, and it's like anything – Literally anything you say can be taken the wrong way by someone. Right. And yeah, it's like cancel culture. Yeah, and mm-hmm. your intentions can be great and still someone will find one little thing that you're like, wait, what? Like how did right. you get that out of what I was saying? Exactly. So you just have – yeah, I guess you just have to learn to deal with it and move on. Yeah. Um, okay, so as YouTube newbies, Chelsea and I here, we're, we're ready to take a little lesson from the pro, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> we need I have it. a few questions, genuine questions that I'm like, I need to know the answers to these. Okay, so – how do you plan your videos? Like, what is that process like? Do you plan them really far in advance? Do you – I want to know about all the behind the scenes of that. Okay, so I've always been obsessed with planning. So I do plan ahead a lot. I have a YouTube journal where I write ideas for that month, and then I have a little calendar where I try to map out what videos I'll post when. But that honestly changes so much. Like, depending on what I'm doing, who I'm seeing, it'll – it usually doesn't stick to plan. But it's just good just – in case I like to have a plan because I do upload weekly and I can't miss that. Like that will drive me insane if I miss that. So I just try to make ideas at the beginning of the month, make a video map, and then try to follow that schedule. Okay. Yeah. So you upload, you have two channels, right? Your main channel and a vlog channel? Yeah. So how often do you upload on both? I do at least once a week on my main channel every Friday. I'm trying to do twice a week now whenever I can because it's summertime. And then on my vlog channel, I... I'm not sh- – I don't have a schedule for my vlog channel, but I try to do more. So three times a week on there, but then sometimes I'll go a week without uploading. Sometimes I go every day uploading. So okay. the vlog channel is really just my place to make whatever I want to make with no pressure, which is really nice because I think people appreciate that and only the, like, really invested people go over there. So, yeah, that's just my fun place. And the main channel is where I try to do more conceptual video ideas. Yeah. Do you think that consistency is really important on YouTube? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah? People – there's, you have to realize how many people are uploading YouTube videos. So if you're not consistent, they don't care. They have someone else to watch. So it's really up to you to show people that you have content to give them and show them that it's going to be good and they can expect your video once a week and turn on the post notifications and everything like that. But if you're not consistent, people will easily forget you. And I feel like that's the biggest career killer is when people are like, oh, sorry, I took a month off, which I, I understand is necessary for some people. But if you want to grow your channel, that's definitely the way to it yeah yeah it's like any other business if they just took a month off of like right doing their job like if kellogg's was just like we're just not gonna make cereal for a month people be like, what <laughs> yeah, yeah they'll just go and buy a different cereal they don't yeah. care exactly i know and that's really crazy because i was even telling life so we upload once a week on my channel and and it's because like we do a bunch of other stuff like i do the podcast mm-hmm. and i have instagram content and whatever but i was telling him i'm like honestly when i think about it it's kind of like that doesn't – that almost doesn't give people enough time to get invested. When it is just once a week and it's like vlogs, mm-hmm. it's like there's a whole week that goes by where they're not really invested in your life because right. it's like there's so much time in between each video and they're mm-hmm. all kind of random. Yeah. So it's like I was – I've been thinking a lot about that lately. I'm like I think you have to be even more consistent if you yeah. want people to like really be invested and like stay up to date with your channel because I think that's why – I mean I don't think I could ever – daily vlog but that's why like daily vloggers I feel like they grow so much because do you not agree I feel like that used to be the trend and that's how you used to blow up is like I'm gonna do daily vlogs and people knew when to expect it but now since there are so many YouTube videos 
I definitely believe in quality over quantity now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do think if you're a starting channel and you want to grow really quickly, the way to do that is to post more videos or as many as you possibly can just to grow your portfolio, I guess. Like in any other business, it would be grow your portfolio as fast as possible so people can see what you have to offer and see if they want to invest in that. Totally. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so do you ever just decide to randomly film one day and then just upload it? Oh, yeah, but that's what the vlog channel is for. Yeah. Because I feel like the main channel I've put so much into, and now that I feel like the larger the audience became, the more pressure I put on myself that they really needed, like, the highest quality content. So I just do the vlog channel stuff on my vlog channel, and the people who are subscribed there know I just do random crap all the time, and that's what they know there for. love. Yeah. Okay, cool. How do you come up with the ideas for your videos? Because I feel like on YouTube there's always, like, a trend of, like, a challenge – but then it's like, okay, once you do that challenge, yeah, what's the next? So how do you come up with your ideas? Like what's your creative process there? I try not to do the trends anymore. I think they're good when you're first starting off so that people can – you can have searchable videos that people can find you from. But now I feel like the thing on YouTube is making a video that no one's ever seen before. So I really yeah, that's good. don't know how I come up with my videos. They're usually seasonal. So like if it's summertime, I'll try to brainstorm – videos that pertain to summer, or I just try to make videos that I want to do. So like if I want to do a summer transformation because I want to like get a spray tan and do my nails, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do this anyway. Let me film a video about it. And oh, that's such a good question. I don't know how I come up with my ideas. Wow. No, it's it's a hard question to answer. Because even yeah. when people say like, how do you come up with your Instagram photos? I'm like, uh, yeah. they just happen. Inspired <laughs> by daily events. Yeah. yeah. Or I try to think about what the audience would want to see like what would this teen girl audience want to see that's interesting because obviously if they're all going back to school they probably want to watch a video about advice for going back yeah. to school or something like that well I think kind of to answer that like you just said is you have to know your audience really well because yeah. even that's how it is with podcast episodes because people ask us that all the time we're like we just know our audience and mm -hmm. so they're kind of similar to us so whatever we want to listen to we're like okay they'd probably want to hear right and it's a that. lot of trial and error too like since I've been uploading for so long you can go back and see what gets the most views and that's probably what they want to see mm -hmm. so you can try to base your content off of that do you ever get overwhelmed with just do you feel like you have too many ideas or not enough like are you, sometimes are you like okay I have not one single idea and I have to upload it goes in waves because sometimes I'm like wow it's midnight and I just have so many of these ideas rushing to my brain like I don't even know where they're coming from but then the next day I'll be like oh I don't even like any of these ideas anymore so it really depends on the week like it I'll have an idea from a month ago and then if I don't film it right then and there I hate the idea within the next few days so yeah, it goes in waves. Sometimes I just feel completely dry with ideas. Like I went through that phase with my main channel like not too long ago. And now I feel like I'm finally back in the groove of like, it always comes back to what do I want to make? Because if you get too caught up in like, what do I think will get views? Then that's when I start to get not very passionate about it anymore. But when I just go back to, okay, what do I actually genuinely like to make? That's when it gets more natural for me. Yeah. And this kind of, this is an odd thing to relate it to but we just watched the Jonas Brothers documentary have you seen it mm -mm. we talked about it in so our last episode but so obviously the Jonas Brothers had their moment where they blew up and got super popular and it was it's really crazy like you need to watch the documentary because it's insane but then they broke up the band later on and then they like kind of tried to get back together and started making music and doing concerts and like no one was really going and they were once they got back together 
like I think it was like a year or two later and they were saying it was because we were not enjoying ourselves like we didn't really at that point in life like they weren't getting along and they didn't agree on everything but before they were like loving it just on fire and they said like people can sense that right they can sense that energy and I totally agree because it's the same for social media like when you can tell when someone's just like in their element, killing it, like doing something they're really passionate about and they love and it's very, it draws you to them. Right. But when they're not, it's kind of like, eh, yeah. I don't know. It's not You super... almost feel bad for them because you're like, I know you don't want to be filming this right now. Like you didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really important. It's not important. doing anyone any good. Taking a quick break here to talk to you guys about Skillshare. We have mentioned Skillshare on the podcast before, and that's because we really, really love it. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can literally take classes on anything. I swear, you guys, there are so many different options, everything from photography, creative writing, design, productivity, and so much more. So whether you are returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone, or just want to explore something new, Skillshare has classes for you. And I feel like it's a common misconception that this is for like photographers or videographers, but literally I'm telling you, you can find such a variety of classes. So you guys should definitely check it out. Yeah. I've taken classes on breathing methods for when you're public speaking. Obviously I do that a lot. So, well, we have a podcast. So (laughs) if you didn't know, and it seriously helped me so much. I love that there are such specific classes for basically anything you need. It's important to always be improving and leveling up your skill, whatever that may be. We love Skillshare. We strongly believe in always being a student and being a lifelong learner. So you guys can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That is right, you guys. Skillshare is offering what we said listeners two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Who doesn't love free education, am I right? To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash what we said. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash what we said to start your two months now. That's, and listen closely, Skillshare.com slash what we said. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this video, and it's the video that you posted about getting your dream car. So essentially in that video... I mean, I guess you could explain it, but basically you wanted to get a Jeep. Maybe you explain it. You'll be better. (laughs) Okay, so I wanted a Jeep at the beginning because I saw it on Pinterest, and I didn't realize that they were so expensive. They turned out to be in like the thirty-five to 50000 range for a car, which at the age of 18 is just so not practical. And so I started – I test drove the car. I had it for a week, and I just felt like I was doing it for the image of it. Well, not really, because I really do like Jeeps, but I'm just not the type of person to spend that amount of money on something like a car. So I ended up going with a Honda CRV, a very practical car, something that wouldn't stress me out with the monthly payments and something that I feel like I wouldn't get attention for because that's something that really freaks me out is like nice thing syndrome. Like I don't want to be looked at for driving a Jeep or like I don't want to be looked at because I'm like holding some sort of designer bag. I don't know why that freaks me out. I just feel like it gives the wrong impression of like what my morals are and what I put what value in. What your priorities in. are, yeah. Yeah, so I just went with the Honda CRV and I don't know, people respected it because I just feel like we've seen too many young YouTubers 
who get this following kind of quickly all of a sudden and then they get brand deals and then all of a sudden you see them living this high life and you're like, okay, slow down. You're not going to be doing yeah. YouTube at the age of 30. And I, I'm i always thinking long-term. Like I'm so freaked out by the idea that my job could be over tomorrow. So yeah. I I really am cautious with money and putting it into investments and things. Yeah. Well, I, I loved it. I loved the video. It was so good. Thank you. Yeah. I loved the whole message behind it because I even remember you saying like it wasn't super – comfortable or something either like yeah. it was kind of bumpy and you're like I was trying to convince myself that mm -hmm. I liked it because of the image of it and because yeah Pinterest and it would be cute for photos and whatever right. and like I think that that's so cool that you came out and you know said that because a lot of people your age like you said I mean there are YouTubers your age that are getting whatever Lamborghinis yeah. and like just being insane with their money you know and I, I think it's cool that you kind of addressed that and yeah, I respect it a lot. I think that it's, I think that's something that more people need to be open about is like the fact that like, yes, you can make very good money on YouTube and being a social media influencer. But like, I think because of all the nice things that people have, other people who aren't in this world are like so confused by it. Right. And they're so, yeah. Yeah, I feel a lot of responsibility knowing that a lot of, I mean, a lot of them who watch now are my age or pretty similar, maybe younger, but I feel like they do look up to you and I don't want them to get the impression that if they had a million followers and they had all this money in their bank account, then they would be happy mm -hmm. because I can honestly say like nothing really changed because everything that was important to me whenever I was 16 and thought I was going to go to college, like I was a completely, I mean, I still am normal teenager but nothing changed whenever I got the followers and you know the sponsorships and I was like financially stable and all these things at a young age like nothing changed about my happiness because of it yeah well and I think a, a good point with the like buying something super expensive like people who buy like Lamborghinis on YouTube it's like like you were saying like your happiness level kind of stays the same and you know when you hit a million followers it might like oh my gosh I'm so happy today like I've never felt so happy but then it just goes back to the right. same like base level. So I think when people do start to like go crazy with their money, it's because they want that feeling again of like, right. okay, well now I want a Lamborghini. Okay. Yeah. Now I want this. And it's like, they're always looking for the next thing. So yeah. Cause I think it's okay. Some people do really, really, really love designer bags and some people love cars, but when it becomes about your image and buying it for people to see you having it, that's when it gets a little bit dangerous. I think. Yeah, totally agree. Do you ever feel any kind of competition with other YouTubers? Like you're all kind of competing for the same thing? I grew up very competitive in the dance world and things like that. So it was a little bit easy to bring that with the YouTube thing. And I don't feel like it was ever a competition, but I think there used to be more jealousy involved. Like, oh, she got that opportunity. Why did I not get that opportunity? But I feel like that all went away when I was confident in myself and confident in the content that I was making and believed yeah. in that message and was enjoying myself that I could genuinely be happy for someone who was getting this huge opportunity with, I don't know, some amazing company. I no longer felt this jealousy because it's almost like you could, you believe you can be capable of that as well. So there's no need to be jealous of it because you're like, oh, it's okay. Like my time is coming too. And you know. Yeah. How do you think you got to that place where you could be confident in yourself? Honestly, I think it came from making goals and then achieving them because I feel like a lot of people don't believe in them in themselves because they feel like they haven't achieved anything significant yet. 
But once you make a goal of maybe, I don't know, like it was always my dream to hit a million subscribers on YouTube because I was that 10-year-old kid who loved Bethany Moda. And whenever I actually did it myself, I was like, oh, so this is what people were talking about. Like your dreams can come true if you just work hard because that all sounds like baloney when you haven't done it. But when you actually achieve that crazy goal, you believe in yourself more because you're like, I am actually capable of so many things. And then you believe you can hit the next milestone and the next milestone. And then you don't really feel the need to get jealous of other people. Yeah. And I have like an ebook that I released forever ago. I think it's been two years now, but it's called Make Yourself Proud. And that's like the main message in it was that you have to do things every day to make yourself proud. And with that, when you do that, you do get more confident. It's right. exactly what you said. Like when you even just working out for me has been like that where it's like nine times out of 10, I don't want to work out really or mm -hmm. nine days out of 10. I It's not like I'm super stoked, but when I do it every time, I'm like, it proves to myself that like I can do things that I can do hard things. Like I can do what I put my mind to, you know, and I think that that brings confidence. So right. yeah, I love that. I love that. I idea. read that ebook. I have it on my computer. Oh, <laughs> you are a true supporter. <laughs> well, even with saying that, do you feel like there has been points with social media that it's like affected your mental health negatively? Because obviously we all know social media ha can have very negative effects on your mental health. And I think it goes with like we were saying, like it kind of depends what state of mind you're at but how have you kind of dealt with that hmm I don't want this to sound fake like oh I've never struggled with mental yeah. health because of my channel but I feel like I just have like a really good strong base in my faith and everything that has been in my life I feel like has been because of God and uh, I don't want to like make this podcast about God but no I no, love that's that. okay we um, love if there's any other we love God on this podcast <laughs> If there's any time where I'm like, oh, I really wish I was getting more views, like I feel like I'm not at my peak right now, um, there's a really good sermon at my church that was talking about how God will sometimes not give you things because he's teaching you a lesson through that. Because if you were to have it and you were to realize that that wasn't going to be fulfilling anyway, sometimes he just withholds that and he's gracious for withholding it from you. And that was during, I heard that sermon during the time that I felt like you know, you can pray for silly things like views. So I was, mm -hmm. and I just wasn't getting them. I'm like, okay, like this prayer is not being answered. And then I actually went on a trip and I, I don't know what sparked it in me, but I just started to not care because I was focusing more on my friends and my family and making videos I loved. And as soon as that happened, I was getting views again. And I was like, okay, this was a complete lesson from God that like I all I focused on was views. Like if I had views, I would feel more satisfied and more successful. And then once I started focusing on things that actually mattered and I didn't care about the views, that's when they came. Yeah. So it's I swear it's always like that. Yeah. Right. It's it really like that is. saying, um, I think I've said on here multiple times, but it's like most people think it's have, do, be. Like mm -hmm. They're like, okay, I want to have the stuff, then I can do the things that I want to do, and then I can be the person that I want to be. But in reality, it's the opposite. It's like you have to be the person you want to be first, then you can start doing the things you love, and then you'll start to have the things that you want. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I love that. Mic drop. <laughs> Bye, <Wow>. everyone. <laughs> See ya. That's what we said. Okay, so I wanted to chat about your recent health journey video. Okay. I want to I want to talk about you quitting Starbucks. Oh yes. How has it been? You're quitting at the time that I just discovered pink drinks. <laughs> oh so I'm gosh. like taking from I watched your video and I'm like I can't I'm not going to continue down this road. It is so dangerously addictive. Yeah. I feel like I've been addicted to Starbucks for 3 years now, which is insane. Like I 
I wish someone could calculate how much I've even spent on Starbucks. It'd probably be a scary number, but it was getting really bad, especially working from home. It's an excuse to leave the house and drive your car and do something and feel like you're almost being productive somehow. I don't know. It just, yeah, I, it was getting bad and there's just so much sugar in that stuff. I feel like at the age of 17, my metabolism just stopped being as fast as lightning. And I was like, okay. Oh, we've all been there. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I can actually see this pink drink on my body now. And the amount of sugar I was having, I was like, I am going to give myself type 2 diabetes because I was literally having like 200 grams of sugar per day. That is crazy. Which is so, so, so much. And I don't know how I just quit one day, but I think I just really got sick and tired of being like, okay, I'm going to quit now, guys. Because it was embarrassing at that point. Like I was telling my friends like, okay, like today I won't get it. And they would see me get it. And it just got embarrassing and tiring to like fight with myself over that. And once I finally quit, I felt like the power was mine again, if that makes sense. Because food is such a self-control thing. And I felt like if I couldn't even control myself from driving to Starbucks first thing in the morning, then like how was I going to have the discipline to film that video or be on time with this due date? So I just really wanted to like take the power back and take control of my body and my fitness journey and not hate myself anymore and like actually start doing things towards that goal. Yeah. Now, I was just talking to Chelsea about this yesterday about how where we live, there's like a bunch of soda or where we're from, there's a bunch of soda places. Yes. And like people love their soda. And I I told Chelsea, I'm like, I never really understood the soda like addiction, I guess, because people would post about it every day, like going to get my huge Dr. Coke, Dr. Mm-hmm. Coke, <laughs> Dr. Pepper, or like going to get my Diet Coke or whatever. And I was like, I don't understand like why they love to like talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like once I started drinking pink drinks, I was like, wait, it's like a fun part of your day. I know. Which is, it's weird. It's like you said, you almost feel productive, like going yeah. to Starbucks, get my pink drink. Right. <laughs> it's well, like you want to go to a cop, like the whole like going to a coffee shop is just so, like such a romantic idea. But yeah. then you yeah. get there and it's like, pastries, sugary coffee. I'm like, (laughs) what's the real breakfast here? Yeah, no, it's not good. But I was saying it just now clicked to me like why people love to do that. And it's like, it's an addiction and they, you know, they need that to get through their day. I get it. Like, but not saying it's good, but I understand it now. Everyone's got their vices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine Um, was Starbucks. Yeah, that pink drink. (laughs) And it's funny that you were addicted to the pink drink and not like coffee. No, that's the issue is I was addicted to both. Oh, okay, perfect. So twice in perfect. one day I would go to Starbucks. Like, it was it was really bad. What would you get for Dang. the coffee order? Ice caramel macchiato with extra caramel drizzle. <laughs> oh, my god! Oh, that's a sugar overload. Yeah, no, that is a sugar I overload. literally felt like I was killing myself. I was like, this is so bad for my body. And I felt sick all the time. I felt lethargic. I felt like my body was just rejecting it because of how much I was pumping it into my veins. It was, yeah. my body was literally telling me like, if you don't stop this, something bad is going to happen to you because yeah. we don't want to function anymore. So how no, has seriously. it been quitting? Like, what do you do now? So good. It's crazy because it used to feel so impossible to me. And now it seems almost crazy to even go to Starbucks. Like it really? feels like it'd be such a disservice to myself to do that. But I feel like the biggest tip is just to find a replacement drink because you're going to have cravings. And if you don't have something healthier to go to, when you have that craving, you're just going to go back to your initial, you know, Starbucks craving. Definitely. So I drink the Bi Coconut Drink. It has two grams of sugar, 10 calories. And I don't know if it's fake sugar or just... Wait, what is it called? Bi Coconut? 
Bai. It's like B-A-I. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, is that how you say it? No, I think it I is. I think so, bi. yeah. Yeah, and so that's my replacement drink if I have a craving and that's not really that bad for you compared to like 40 grams of sugar. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true, especially when you're first trying to like quit something. It's like whenever you're in that mindset of like, okay, it's time for my Starbucks or whatever your vice is. It's like you have to have something that you have in mind that's like almost a trigger. Like, okay, instead of going to Starbucks, I'm going to drink this. Right. Or replace it with a different routine. Like I tried going to the gym in the morning instead of Starbucks in the morning because I I physically couldn't go to Starbucks, especially after working out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Well, and it's insane how addicting sugar is. Like, it's so crazy. Oh, I was just going to say we were talking about sugar addiction and it's so real. It's scary. Like, once you educate yourself about it, you're like, oh, I'm being controlled by sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I really, really, really wanted to stop. Yeah. Chelsea and I both have major... Sweet. Major, yeah, sweet I'm gonna tooth. say sweet, sweet tooths, but sweet, sweet teeth. teeth. <laughs> yeah, we love our sweets, but I, I swear after every meal, I'm like, where's my dessert? And I'm like, no, I yeah. gotta stop. Me doing too. That. But yeah, well, I think it's good that you're you're uh, giving it a shot. Sounds like it's been successful so far. Two weeks sober. Nice. Wow. Sober. I love that. Okay, so we are gonna end with a few just fun questions, okay? Oh, it's ending. So yeah, are you sad? Can it I be the so third bad? host now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come back anytime. Okay, what is your favorite beauty product at the moment? Mm, can I say eyelash extensions? Yeah, you can say I that. Feel That's like, mine. Yeah. So I don't have mine on right now. They're expensive, but I feel like then I don't even need makeup when I have them. But if it's going to be a makeup product, I really like the Physician's Formula bronzer. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Really I just asked my friend what her favorite bronzer was because I, I'm so weird. I feel like… Even if I love something, if I've used it for like six months, I'm like, no, I need a new one. But I'm like, yeah. why? I love that one. But because I use the Charlotte Tilbury like bronze and glow palette and I Ooh. love it. But I'm like, wait, I don't know why I want like to try something else. So maybe I'll have to try that. It's the butter bronzer. It smells really good. It smells Ooh. like coconut sunscreen or something. Ooh. I love bronzer. I know. I'm like very pale. So I just that like load up. Bronzer changes the game. Yes. Like one time I put it on and my friend was like, oh my gosh, you look so different. Was that just because of bronzer? And I was like, <laughs> um... Yeah, it's just because I look tan though. It seriously changes the game. And like, I knew nothing about makeup maybe a year ago. Um, and I look back at videos, I'm like, that ain't cute. <laughs> yeah. Like, I needed bronzer in my life. Okay, do you have any exciting plans for summer? I do. And this is actually a really funny story because it's completely inspired by you. So <gasps> I am planning a trip with Hannah Maloche and maybe some other people depending on who's available and we were like okay where do we want to go and I went to your channel and I don't want to expose where I'm going because I want that to be like a fun surprise okay but I'm gonna ask you if it was fun after because I literally like chose one of your vlogs so I was like wow this place is really pretty let's go there <gasps> oh my Aww. gosh yay yeah. yay I can't wait you're to helping chat about people it. all over the world JC wow I am changing yeah. lives that country should pay you because yeah. you're bringing tourism invites dollars. myself on the trip <laughs> can't wait to come oh my um, gosh wait can we do a trip Yes. My summer plans are going on a trip with JC. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, I'm not invited. <laughs> and Chelsea and the two dogs and Leif and, and Ryan. And Rob's coming. <laughs> Rob. Rob, want to come? <laughs> he put a thumbs up. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Um, if anyone – this is our last question for the day, okay? Okay. Um, if anyone out there wants to start a YouTube channel, what would be your number one piece of advice for them? Just – Star, everyone I know in my life, YouTube is like the dream job. So I know a lot of people who want to start and they're like, oh, well, I can't until I get my camera. I can't until I get my computer. I can't until, you know, I have a more exciting life or I have something to do. But 
no YouTuber started with all those things. Well, most of them didn't, especially with iPhones now. You can film on it and it looks pretty HD. You can edit on iMovie, which is actually free now. It used to be $5, which is what I started on back in third grade. And third grade. <laughs> when you said that, I just, my jaw like dropped Me again. Me in third grade playing with mud pies. <laughs> but you just have to start because even if you hate the first videos, which you will, you need to go through the entire process. Film it, edit it, even if you hate it. Upload it even if you hate it. And even if you just upload it on private, do that until you love it or else you're always going to feel like, oh, like, yeah, I, I want to be a YouTuber, but, you know, one day. And that one day is going to be until you're 80 years old on your deathbed, you know? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I that's what I've been telling you, Chelsea, for giving her a lecture right now. Yeah. For, <laughs> I no, started, no, I swear, Mom. No, you finally started, but you were in that same boat. I think you can relate is what I'm saying, where yeah, you were yeah, like, yeah. oh, I just need this before. Like, well, now we're, yeah. like, moving here, so I don't feel like I'll have, like, friends to vlog with. And I'm like, Chelsea, I know. just no, do it. And yeah. people don't realize how interesting their life is. Like, you moving to Nashville, people yeah. want to see that. There's other people who are moving right now and want to see someone else moving. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I think a lot of people always just think – are just so harsh on themselves, like, critically. Like, even Jace will be like, oh, what's this one about? I'm like, it's just so boring. And then I put it up, and she's like, it's so funny. I'm like, yeah. oh, I think I'm the most boring person in the world. Yeah. yeah. So you just have to well, push and, through it. And even it shocks me on YouTube sometimes when I'll, like, post a video or I'll be filming one, and I'm like, I look at life, I'm like, is this – do people care about this? Like, mm -hmm. this seems like like me making a smoothie in the morning. I'm like, I don't think people yeah, care. People but care. then people are like, this is my favorite video. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, people just yeah. love it. They people love. are so nosy. Like, I want to see what you do the minute your alarm goes off, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That's so true. Well, I love that advice. Just start. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. If you're listening at home, start tomorrow or today. <laughs> start tomorrow. With your iPhone. <laughs> the worst advice. Do it tomorrow. <laughs> don't start advice. today. <laughs> no, you know how people are like, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that is the worst advice. Okay, Haley, well, first of all, thank you so much for being here. We are so glad to finally meet you and finally have this, this interview happen. It was a long happen. time coming. It yeah. was such an honor, really. <laughs> um, tell everyone your YouTube channel, your Instagram handle, and all that good stuff. It's all just my name, Haley Fam. That's H-A-L-E-Y. Nothing fancy, no extra I's or Y's. And yeah, that's it. P-H-A-M. P-H-A-M, And yes. she has the cutest merch also. <gasps> Thank you so you're much. You're like Fam Friday and your little family. I know. Like, it's so It's cute. the cutest. Wait, sorry. I'm asking another question now. When did Fam Friday become a thing? Oh. um, Has it been a thing for a long time? It hasn't. It's been pretty recent, like maybe a year or something. Oh, okay. I don't even know if it's been a year. But yeah, I was like, oh, let me figure out what day I want to post on. And then I was like, oh, wait, I love alliteration. Fam Friday. So cute. And now I I'm really it. annoying. And like every F I see, I'm like, oh, that should be a PH. <laughs> no, so I love narcissistic. It. Yeah. No, no I, I absolutely love it. Love it. When, we left the, when we left JC's house this morning, Leif said, say hi to the fam. <gasps> he said no that. Yeah. Way. Wait, I'm fangirling. <laughs> You have to come meet Lady, like, next time you're in L.A. Because, okay, what's your Leif. address? I'll go over right now. Okay. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll just Lady. Yeah. I'm like, you have to meet Lady. Oh, and Life. Okay, well, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram is at what we said podcast. And it's a fun place to be. It's a fun little community. We post, like, little polls and questions to get you guys more involved so you can tell us what you want to hear on the podcast. And it's just a good time. So make sure to screenshot this episode. Take your phone right now screenshot it and put it on your insta story and we will repost you guys on our story 
And if you want to be extra, extra nice, leave a review and a rating. <laughs> Woo. Five stars, nothing less. No, but really, we really appreciate reviews. Do you listen to the end of our podcasts? Yes. <gasps> oh, Yay. that's the best. I feel like so many people, <laughs> she knows all of it. <laughs> the outro. I feel like people just, after I'm like, okay, then they're like, oh, done. Yeah, we need to trick Towards them. The end. Yeah, we need to trick them. I'm down. <laughs> I don't okay. know how. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next Tuesday. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Bye.